The information expressed in the following podcast is intended for educational purposes only and was created by and belongs solely to Believe Limited and the Flow podcast and does not necessarily reflect the views of our sponsors. Please speak to your healthcare provider before making any medical decisions. Hi, I'm Jessica. I'm here as every month with Sarah Watson, sex therapist. And this month we get to flow with Jeanette Jones. Jeanette Jones definitely sounds like a superhero name, you know? We're gonna talk about the space she curates, but first we all wanna know, how's your flow? Welcome once again to Flow. We start off Flow with a quick check-in to normalize the reality of menstruation. So quickly, where are we at in our flows? I will. Yeah. yeah you go. I'm, okay, I just want to say I am luteal, right? Ooh. And this ovulation, Ooh. I really felt. And I just feel like I'm feeling the more. And I never know if it's because I'm more in tune or because things mm. are like being more pronounced. And that's an interesting I don't know, thing to track. I know we're going to talk about tracking and best ways to track extreme blood, but to track the sensations around ovulation is something I'm yes. working on. Jeanette. Welcome to the club. Thanks. I've been here. Uh, let's see. I started flowing when I was nine. So I've been here 21 years of flowing. Yeah. Happy to be here. Yeah. <laughs> How's my flow? Let's see. I'm, um, I should start any day now. So I'm in that cranky phase, mm. to be honest. Mm-hmm. Honest. Always honesty. <laughs> yeah. What do you? I mean, great. Cranky is a great word. We talked about words last time too, like yep. cloudy, cranky. Cloudy. Things are just need a little bit of a crank, or they feel a little cranked. I don't know. Yeah. I'm I'm easily irritated these days. Uh, right before I start, and then I go to the bathroom, have a wipe, and then I realize, oh, that's fine. Mm-hmm. That's fine in the mood. <laughs> and does the crankiness go away at the start of the bleed for you? Usually, yeah. Usually once I start flowing, then I'm less cranky. Then I'm just uh, uncomfortable (laughs) for a week. Yeah, you get the moodiness to the, ugh, like the heaviness of flow, right? (laughs) Yes. That can happen. Heaviness. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. The heaviness, the heaviness. Sarah, where are you in your flow? How's your flow? I think I'm finally back on track to know what the heck is happening after my travels. Yes. I think I'm in the middle of ovulation. I think that's what's happening. Had some pain last night. And I'm like, oh, okay, it's finally back. Uh, Gina, I went to, I was out of the country a couple months ago and it messed me up. Like I can only track through ovulation. And because um, I don't, I don't flow, I have an IUD and uh, I had no idea what was happening for the last two months. So I think I'm back. Yeah, it can really mess with you. Two yeah. months of cycles from how long traveling? How long were you? Only eight days. That's Only eight days. And how far did you go? Uh, well, I live in Detroit, and then I went mm-hmm. to Tuscany in Italy, so Florence, Florence area. Okay, yeah. but like time and time away, like time in the air. I'm I'm collecting the data. Where are we at? Eight. That's like a flight. Eight hours. Yeah, eight. Yeah, six to Paris and about two to from Paris to Florence. Eight hours for eight days, two months of cycles Mm -hmm. before it redirects. Fascinating. Mm -hmm. 
Interesting. Isn't that weird? I don't know if there's studies on that, like the impact of travel, but we're collecting. I'm sure the data. there are. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there has. If you to. find it, send it to me. Right. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna talk more data, the pee back, and so yes. much more. But first, we're gonna take a quick break and hear a word from our sponsor. This ad is brought to you by Von Vendi, Von Willebrand Factor Recombinant. Hi, my name is Nicole. I didn't always feel empowered to speak up for myself or ask for the care and support I needed. Becoming part of a community and hearing other people's experiences helped to change my perspective. That's why my deciding factor is making my voice heard. To hear my story and access other helpful resources, drop by Von Bendy, that's V-O-N-B-E-N-D-I dot com slash patient dash stories. We are back with Jeanette Jones, uh, Sarah Watson, myself, Jessica J. Rich, and we're going to talk about menstruation, extreme menstruation, how to track it, how to know about it, and probably about being cranky a little bit more because it deserves some attention too. A hundred percent. Where should we begin? Yeah. Mm, Where should we begin? How do you handle um, bleeding in your marriage and then how do you handle it at work? Like, Mm. especially if you're someone who's leaving the house and is showing up in an office or a classroom or a hospital, whatever you do, like that can be really, really difficult. Um, So several of us have had bleeding episodes while we're working or while we're learning that could be really embarrassing um, and difficult to manage in the moment. Um, I had quite a bleeding episode while I was in front of students teaching Mm. and had to like cancel the class and make them leave the room and then embarrassingly walk down the hall Mm. and handle situations. We've all experienced that. Um, And I think knowing that you're not alone in those experiences can be really empowering and uh, supportive. Um, We've all had moments like that. Um, So sharing them is, it, 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 it makes your load lighter mm-hmm. when you can share those things in a common space. Yeah, we talked about heaviness, right? Like just the weight of the blood sometimes mm-hmm. as heavy as it's coming out and the experience being heavy yeah. on top of that mm-hmm. gets lightened when you get to talk about it. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and in talking about well, it, I, I got to first talk to you at – Oh my goodness! Not in it. Not well, NHS, it but it's not. Yeah. It's BDC still, right? Okay, but it's not NHS. Oh, yeah. What is it called? <laughs> yeah, yeah, NBDF. Okay. Um, so we spoke met for the first time, and it was amazing. And I was today years old because I learned about the peeback. The peeback. Yeah. Oh my goodness! Like, where have I been that this is a tool that does exist, but there's so much more to it? First off, yes. For anyone else who's today years old, the peeback. What does it stand for? What is it? The PBAC. The PBAC is the, it's it's an acronym, first of all. It's, it means the Pictorial Blood Assessment Chart. And about a little over 30 years ago, it was developed um, mostly for research purposes because um, the way they used to research um, menstruation is the users, the menstruators would need to bring in their physical pads to be rehydrated and weighed. Um, or their other period products, whatever they were using at the time. Um, and that was that was becoming a bit cumbersome. You can imagine saving uh, your products to like bring in a bag to your researcher. That that's in- is interesting. Well, like what do um, you have like a like so a container instead, by the toilet? Like you're like, hey, here's my pads. Like I'm just so I, I don't I know. Mean, yep, yeah, sorry. I just I I can just only visualize. imagine what that was like. Yeah. 
for everyone involved. <laughs> yeah. Um, so instead, um, some really smart minds developed um, the pictorial blood assessment chart. And basically, it's a way to quantify your um, bleeding experience by counting products based on their saturation. Um, And then you develop a bit of a score that would determine whether or not you were experiencing heavy menstrual bleeding. So um, I'm happy to show you an example of that if you'd like. That sounds great. And really quick, saturation, some people may know as a filter or like color edit choice where you can make the colors brighter. But saturation also means what? means how much blood, how much a content of blood would be actually in the product because a super tampon might hold a small saturation or a lot is that the right way to think right. about it right okay. right cool right and 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 I'm glad you pointed that out because like anything tools like this are not perfect and so um there's a lot of nuance there when we consider what size product is being used and how saturated it is so that's a very good point to make Um, I'm going to try to share my screen here. Um, So here's an example of a per cycle PBAC system. Um, And this is the one that was designed uh, by us recently, and it's available on our toolkit. Um, But as you can see, people who would use um, a pad, they would mark each day um, or or a tampon. They would mark each day how many of these things um, they use and how or how often they occur. So we're also going to measure blood clots Mm -hmm. and um, equate them to the size of different coins that we know of. And you're also going to track your flooding. Um, So if you want to talk about flooding really quick, um, flooding is something I think we all experience, especially if you have a very heavy flow. But it's those moments where you might stand up after sitting for a while and feel this gush (laughs) coming out of you. Um, And usually a particularly large amount. It almost feels like you're peeing blood. If that's not mm-hmm. too weird to say, but oh, it, no. it's definitely the feeling I have. Or um, if you've been sleeping and, you know, you get up in the morning, things are kind of stockpiled in your uterus a little bit because of where you're laying. So you stand up and then a large amount will come out of time. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's what we would call flooding. I like to think of it as inking and then, like an octopus. Yes. yes <laughs> just I love that. <laughs> that's so funny. <laughs> in a really accurate description, actually. <laughs> Makes me think of Nemo. So you would, um, you know, do the math for your um, experience and then it would equate to a a total score. And the research tells us that anything above 100 is considered heavy menstrual bleeding. So um, a good way to determine whether or not you might have a bleeding disorder is to track your menstruation. And if you're exhibiting heavy menstrual bleeding, it might mean that, you know, a test for your, um, to see whether or not you might have a bleeding disorder might be warranted because, um, it is the number one symptom of, uh, females mm-hmm. who have bleeding disorders. Mm-hmm. Heavy, heavy menstrual bleed is the number one way to tell if there is a bleeding disorder going on. Right. And how to know if yeah. it is heavy, the PBAC is perfect for that. Yes, absolutely. Now, I will say there were researchers early on who thought that this tool should only remain within researchers' hands, but um, we disagreed. And so uh, before my time at HFA, the Brilliant Minds that were part of a project, um, they built a a tracking app Mm -hmm. that people could use on their phone to track their menstruation. It was based on the PBAC. um, with lots of research behind it, of course, and it was such a great tool. and frankly, I still use it because it still works on my phone. I haven't updated my 
forever yet. Um, but the, uh, the a problem arose um, with a significant legislative overturn of Roe v. Wade and Dobbs versus Jackson. And I'm sad to say that that decision, the ripple effect of that really affected our tracking app because um, that overturning made it made digital period tracking apps susceptible to um, retrieval for lawsuits. And um, my response to that is that it would take the douchiest of all douchebags to request that information to prove someone had an abortion or not. Um, Yes, you can. Yes, yeah. Why? Of course, that's. uh, Um, uh But unfortunately, it did put a kink in our plans um, to continue using that app um, in good ways, especially because um, users could actually opt in to have their data shared with Athen, Mm -hmm. uh, which is one of the leading researchers' um, collect collection database for our community. So that was a big bummer. because well, data is professionally, yeah, there's a big bummer. Yeah, it's a huge, oh, it's a huge <laughs> loss, right? They, they think about what they could have done with all of that information. Exactly. Yeah. Well, and what they've been doing with it for a long time. Right. So it was definitely, it was not an easy decision for our team to pull it um, off the server. But, but as I like to say, when life gives you lemons, let's make strawberry lemonade <laughs> and make it better. Make Take the opportunity to do something better. So um, things that the app could not do. There were not LinkedIn educational content or other resources. It was just a tracking app. So we've um, recreated those possibilities and more in a whole toolkit that's available online. Um, You can download different logs. You can print them or you can use them digitally. Um, and there's all kinds of educational videos, links to wonderful podcasts that focus on um, menstruation, mm-hmm. flow included, um, articles, um, infographics, links to some of our different partners who are doing other great work for women and menstruators in our community, um, including the Foundation for Women and Girls with Blood Disorders. Mm-hmm. Big shout out to mm-hmm. them. Um, we have some future collaboration coming up using these logs. Um, and even some researchers who are going to be using these this uh, toolkit for some upcoming research will be, will be so exciting. Awesome. So we're really excited. Um, we took a, a bad situation. We made it better. We have a lot of um, affected people on our community, um, on our staff. And so um, this went through a lot of review. Um, major shout out to Blood Sister Lori Long, mm-hmm. um, who helped design these logs with me. Um so they were truly designed by Blood Sisters for Blood Sisters, and we're really excited about it. And the math of it, the math of that, which mm-hmm. was developed a while back, is there, mm. do we know if there's active updates on that? Is there any reckoning of if that's sort of like set in stone, like the equation? It's pretty set in yeah. stone for now, but I will say that there are, well, we <laughs> we considered the imperfectness of it. And we could, and so instead we developed another alternative. So when you go into the toolkit, you'll see a section where you can download all of these PBAC versions of things. And then we also dared to consider that it might be more accurate to track by volume loss compared to counting products. So we did develop a semi-updated system that tracks by volume, either by milliliter or ounce. So before we get into that, I have a visual <gasps> aid and for those of you listening, you can't see this, but I have a, the, just the smallest little Tupperware um, where I've measured out um, 80 milliliters of liquid. And this is um, 
the max of a normal flow. Okay. This is the max. Uh, what's typically normal is anywhere from 20 to mil- 20 to 80 milliliters loss. So this is 80. Anything more than this is considered heavy menstrual bleeding. Mm-hmm. And so um, because the original system is not perfect and nothing is, and even our new system is not perfect, um, we wanted to give menstruators the option to measure by volume loss as that might prove to be helpful. And in doing so, we were able to um, extend the products into including um, menstrual cups. Ah. And if you're a user of those, um, they are incredibly accurate in measuring because they are a very particular volume size, either one ounce or two. And I think there's even a three ounce cup. Sarah, you might correct me. Maybe. I don't, I'm 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 not, not I don't flow. So I don't. But yeah, I I don't use a cup personally. I've become a big fan of the period panties myself. Yes, Um, We weren't able to add that product into the calculation system yet, but we were able to add um, volume. So if you don't mind, I'll I'll show you that. I'm Um, doing more equations in my head. It's 80 milliliters and a cup is one to two ounces. What is a milliliter? How many milliliters are in it? 2.7. 2.7. 2.7 milliliters. Yeah. Um, So here's the whole toolkit, by the way. Um, It's got all kinds of stuff and it tells you you can either measure by volume or by counting products. Um, So here's the volume. We saw the PBAC weekly. So here's what the volume weekly looks like. Um, And you can see it's pretty similar up to a point where we've been able to add the cup system as well. Fantastic. So people have a choice. Oh, great. The the great thing about this is um, we we did a lot of research to determine like what products our blood sisters prefer to use. And a lot of them prefer to use... um, maxi pad size overnight size and then super tampons Mm -hmm. and then typically a one ounce menstrual cup and i i mentioned this because um i think the pback included the the consideration of a light size tampon for example and most of our blood sisters only use those for nose that's so funny or earrings or earrings oh yeah or earrings yes yes I mean, we'll have to see those full screen. Wait, we'll have to. They're amazing. Yes. Oh my god. Oh, they only use that for nosebleeds. And Wes gave these to me. I thought they were so fun. For listeners, there are some tampon earrings. We will have pictures online. (laughs) It's going to be amazing. They are. They exist. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's so funny. Uh, So yeah, this is another option if you want to consider using that. Um, And then if I, I may. Go ahead and give you this content. Um, Each of these tracking uh, options come with a guide that has information about how to use the the tracking system, tips from blood sisters from all over the nation. I just have to shout that out again. There's also definitions about menstruation um, and added, added information about language for bleeding disorders, Um, links to resources, and then just some of the research that we did, not all of it. Um, if you want that bibliography, it's very long and I will give it to you though. <laughs> we also added a daily view. Something the app could do um, was that it could track your physical symptoms and your mental health symptoms. Mm. I know that's something y'all wanted to talk yes. about. So 
we added a list of physical symptoms. We even improved this list from what the app offered based on blood sisterhood feedback. And so we added a lot of physical symptoms. One thing I added, for example, was frequent urination. Mm. That's something I really struggle with when I'm uh, menstruating. Yeah, the pressure. Um, And then a whole section for mental health where people can um, talk about how they're feeling. Right. Um, I get overstimulated a lot during my cycle mm. as well. Um, and I'm irritated <laughs> as we talked about before. Um, if you're experiencing pain, we have a scale for that. And then if you're missing work or school, or let me just add any life event that you are missing because you're menstruating is a problem. That's not the way it should be. And so you should definitely be marking and tracking that if you're missing anything. Maybe you didn't go on a trip. Maybe you missed a date. Maybe you missed a school performance or an event. Um, and anything you're missing because you're menstruating too much is is, is a, something worth noting. And then we left a place for medication. This box will actually fit the factor label sticker that comes off a lot of people's medications. Nice. So we wanted that to match perfectly. That's awesome. And then a place for any other notes. Um, yeah. That's great. Um, and I'll show you two more. Um, we created a monthly view where you can track your daily experience, um, light, medium, or heavy, and then add any notes as well. I love this is very helpful for when you're communicating with your providers, of course. Um, and then an annual view, we were able to get two years on this document, or actually this is the updated one. That's just one year, but you can go in here and mark your experience, for example, light, or you might add medium or heavy, depending on the day and what you're experiencing. And I have to say, for me personally, this annual view has been really helpful because this year I've been experiencing more than one menstrual cycle in a month, um, which has not been fun. But the annual view of that has been really helpful for my providers. So as I mentioned, you can print these or you can use them digitally. So here I'm going to show you what's going on with my flow. Thank you. We really want to know how's your flow. She's like, I'm going to show you. (laughs) So excited. Um, So what I do with my provider is um, my providers, I should say, I use all these digitally and I keep an online journal um, on my Google Drive and it's called Menstruation Logs. And in here, I will upload my PBAC, my weekly PBAC. I might do a daily if if I want, or my monthly or annual view. Um, so let's see. Let's give you an example here of, I'll show you kind of what, how my flow's been. Mm-hmm. So this was in March. Um, I had a really bad yeah. month in March. You see that score was near 700. Wow. So that's that was not fun. Oh my um, and really my, my flow was longer than eight days, which is a sign of heavy menstrual bleeding. Any, any flow longer than seven or eight days is going to be a sign. Mm-hmm. Um, but I wasn't able to fill out the whole, <laughs> the whole cycle because I ran out of days. So then I might move to the daily, um, or fill out two, two of these sheets. Um, and here was April. This was flow number one of April, wow. also near 700. Which, once again, 100. Anything over 100 is considered 100 a heavy. Is heavy. And we're looking right. at six, right. yeah. 692 right. here. Jeez. It's a bad month. Um, and this was also a, a double a double dipper month. And you can see my second cycle was a bit lower, but still, still heavy. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, I had a few months like this. So that was not 
That was not great. Um, the other important thing I keep in this log are pictures. And I can't stress enough to people, mm. especially in our community, take pictures of what is happening, mm-hmm. what's coming out of mm-hmm. you. And not just menstruation, really. Every bleed you should be tracking mm-hmm. like this. But not. Well, I think we tend to not want to take pictures of our menstruation because there's this, I could go on forever about society telling us it's gross yes. and yucky mm-hmm. and we shouldn't mm-hmm. even talk about it, but we need to get over that. Mm-hmm. Tracking to get better care is so important. It's not gross. It's normal. It's completely normal. And there's no reason anything about it should be stigmatized. So I'm going to show you pictures of what's happening down on yes, the <laughs> because we need to make it normal. Yes. So um, here's some pictures. Here's a really big clot, for example. Oh, wow. um, mm-hmm. This one was quite, quite large. Um, other, other large clots. And then, um, some of what was actually happening, like in my underwear, these are period panties and a pad that I was wearing. You can see I overflowed out of all of it. Mm -hmm. And then a huge, great cluster of clots there. Mm -hmm. Um, but this is normal. This is all pretty normal for someone like me, um, and other blood sisters. So this type of information is incredibly valuable to your provider. So if you are not collecting this, this information, please start doing it now. Keep an online folder, add your, your providers to this online folder so that they can get access to your um, experience and it will definitely improve things. I promise. Jeanette, I don't know sure. what what part of the log it was, but I know you. There was something I saw really quickly that you were there was an indication of clot size, and I know we've talked about yes. it before on the podcast. But can you speak to that a little bit mm-hmm. more on what is um, maybe what is kind of typical and what is not not typical? Yeah. yeah so anything, um, any clot that's a dime size or larger, we measure by dime or by quarter. Got it. And frankly, you could have a few quarters together, mm-hmm, as you mm-hmm. saw, yep. <laughs> or a few dimes together. Um, so that's typically how they measure. And I will say some people measure by grape size, but mm-hmm. you've probably eaten grapes and realized that they come in all mm-hmm. sizes. So a standardized coin comparison Much, is preferred. Yeah. <laughs> and I must say that we were careful about this when we were designing the guide and the tools. So when you print these, if you print them if you put a coin on top of the examples, they are matching. Awesome. So we wanted to make that very accurate for That's you. That's great. Um, so yeah, a dime or quarter size is how they measure on the P-back. Mm-hmm. And so anything and, bigger than a quarter is going to be atypical. Even more concerning. Yes. <laughs> I, yeah, I know all of this part, but yeah, I think for our listeners, yeah. I think it's when you think about like how small, you know, like, um, but what you were showing us, I mean, those were half dollars, if not larger clots. Right. Yeah, yeah. And so really yeah. paying attention to what is coming out of you. So as I, I think you're doing a beautiful job of explaining that and, and reiterating, like, let's pay attention. It's not dirty. It's not gross. It's normal. Just snap a quick yeah. pic. Your phone's yeah. probably in the bathroom and already if- anyway. Right. You know, let's be serious. Yeah. <laughs> you're probably on it while you're sitting on the toilet. Yep. Let's be real. Let's be real. Mm-hmm. Great time to text. Yeah. It is. <laughs> just let it flow right out, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll give you another minute or two, at least. <laughs> I think I was, for our listeners, going to ask for the description. Do you think, when you said a half dollar, Sarah, I forget that's yeah. a coin or what, what size were you like, looking at? I'm like, yeah. I don't, uh, uh, do I have anything on my Make desk? A circle. 
No. Oh, it's not as big as your glass. Yeah, probably. Glasses. Or I was gonna say okay. like the yeah, maybe like the bottom of this mug I have. But I mean, we don't see them very much anymore. Um, but it's pretty pretty big. Maybe like what two and a half quart. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. No, I like that's bottom know. of a mug circle or your glass eyeglass. Yeah, that's a yeah. large mm-hmm. situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you yeah. feel it doesn't feel great coming out either? You can no, definitely yeah. feel this. I was just gonna ask for the sake of data and sharing what, like, yes. what are the sensations that are different about a clot passing versus an inking flood, for example? Um, yeah, it's squishier. Okay. <laughs> I mean, you can feel. I I don't yeah. know if you. I, I so b- before. You yeah, it. you can feel it, and then like, um, if you're wearing a pad or period underwear or whatever like it's it's squishy like you can feel that there is something sitting in and it's not like um uh, you're sitting on slime yeah like not like sitting a discharge right like it's much mm-hmm. more than that right like mm-hmm. cuz i remember yeah. having uh those types of bleeding after i had my daughter before i had that iud put right back in um mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. it's it's not it doesn't feel good but no, but comparing no. it to discharge is helpful, right? Because yeah. I definitely know there's yeah. a sense of discharge sometimes, or like, yes. but there, or there's a result of discharge, but that's different than truly feeling the like release. Yeah. Of yeah. No, you're like feeling it come out. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. You're definitely going to make a face yeah. when it happens, ah, too. So I would say totally if true. you can feel it in your face, mm-hmm. like, like, what was that? What was that? Yeah. Um, yeah, that's going to be noteworthy for sure. I, would you say, of... Jeanette? Yeah, like, and we all, I mean, I am the queen of making faces, as we know, but like, <laughs> anytime you feel something, you know, like we shouldn't really be feeling it come out of us. Right? Yeah. I, I have met people who I've showed this to, right? Yeah. Um, even just this weekend at Ash, and I was like, this is the high end of normal. What do you experience? And she was like, oh, like, maybe this much. And I was like, oh, that's nice for you. Yeah. Hmm. I'm sure that feels a lot less um, involved than what I'm feeling (laughs) when I'm menstruating. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I think it is important to compare with people um, for the sake of learning, because I don't know what that feels like to have a really light, easy period. And they have someone who experiences that might have no idea what it means to feel heavy menstrual bleeding. It's a different it's definitely a different experience. Which mm-hmm. is why it needs to be talked about so there can be knowledge shared, mm-hmm. so there can be understanding, because it is just what you don't know what you don't know. Non-menstruators yep. don't yeah. know. Right. I, know. I think people who experience heavy menstrual bleeding regularly as well, we have to be that much more prepared to deal with it. We're all carrying extra clothes, extra underwear, extra cleaning supplies, Um yeah, I have a whole special bag in my backpack when I travel, and it's just just in case. my management stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, menstrual yeah. management gear, mm-hmm. menstrual management bag. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's good. Yeah. Your MMB, I like it. Yeah, <laughs> breathe it, <laughs> uh, breathe it. Uh, yeah, having we talked last time a little bit about being prepared and like, yeah, dang, we have to, but also everyone should have to, just like we all when we need to camp, know where shelter is or. Find a clean water source. Yeah. Everyone should know there might need a MMB, MMG. I already forgot. Dang it. Menstrual <laughs> management gear. MMB. Bag. Menstrual management bag. Bag. Yeah. That <laughs> carries the bags. gear. Yeah. The bag yes. carries the gear. Yeah. 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 Fancy bag makers. Take note. 
you're missing out. Market a <laughs> menstrual bag now. <laughs> Don't say that. We could do it ourselves. Oh, should we make know, the menstrual bag? Oh, that's right. Ah, our merch. Yeah, our merch. We need to merch, 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 merch. What else I want to say in our amazing time, it's thank you so much for sharing so much. Thank you so much for sharing your personal yes. details. And that is what we love to hear on Flow. We always would love to make time to hear how your flow is. Do you know what we didn't? Um, I can I, I, I'm going to interrupt you one second. Yeah. You know what we didn't say? Go so we're going to have to add this at the beginning <laughs> because I think it's really yeah. important because not all yeah. of our listeners are part of the bleeding disorder community. So I think if we add that info, That's we'll be fine. helpful. Absolutely. Um, mm-hmm. All right. So real quick. I myself have a platelet deficiency. Um, it's ultra rare. Uh, my son was just diagnosed as well. Um, so we... We care for anyone who has a bleeding disorder, any kind. Um, we focus on advocacy, on education, and then community services. Can you tell us the name of, and this might be what we need a whole other time to chat about, your platelet deficiency? What is your... Ah, yes. Um, so I'm in the ultra rare group. Um, it's a platelet storage pool deficiency. Particularly, mm-hmm. I am missing um, the delta or dense granular granules in my platelets. Mm-hmm. Um, there's no replacement product for people like me. So I rely very heavily on um, a group of medications referred to as antifibrinolytics, uh, particularly tranexamic acid mm-hmm. and DDAVP as needed. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would say medication-wise, life is not quite fair for people like me. Um, and a lot of our ultra-rare community members... Um, if you have hemophilia A or B, you have several options, mm-hmm. as well as von Willenbrand's. Um, but us ultra-rare people have one or none. Mm. <laughs> and Jeanette, why don't no. you tell people what that uh, transanemic acid is like to take during your cycle? Oh, sure. Because I know so I know about that, too, acid, and how big those pills are. Do I have mine with me, my good patient? No, it's my nothing. So tranexamic acid, um, the way I describe it to people who are trying to learn um, about how it works, it's basically a support aid to a clot that already forms. So if I were to form a clot and then wrap it up in a tissue to keep it secure, that's kind of how tranexamic acid works. Keeps it, try to keep, keeps it together as much as it can, but it's not replacing what you're missing. It's a support aid, basically. Is that... Yeah. How many times do you have to take it a day when uh, you're, when you're on your cycle? When I'm flowing, Mm -hmm. (laughs) when I'm flowing, Uh (laughs) I'm taking three doses at the max, um, every day. So each pill is 650 milligrams. So six of those a day. And, um, you looked at my logs earlier. I'm still bleeding like that on full doses of tranexamic acid. And those pills are for our listeners. They're large. They're yeah. they're they're, they're large. big horse, they're pills. horse pills. They are very big. Yeah. They're really big. Yeah. And so you can actually get that um, as a liquid. It is um, at least in my um, insurance uh, um, examples, it was seven times more expensive for my son to get the liquid form than it was for me to get the pill form. Seven times more expensive for the liquid form, um, at least in my experience. And there are infusions you can get of that as well. And I've had those when I've had surgery. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And when, and when, when, when was more. your diagnosis? How, how old were you? Uh, so I was first diagnosed uh, in 2016 with something called antiphospholipid syndrome. Um, and it's more of a bleeding clotting issue. Um, 
And then um, I kept having more bleeding um, symptoms that didn't quite match that diagnosis. And so some more family history came in that led us down a different path. And so six years later, I was diagnosed with the platelet deficiency as well. So I have both. Which was about a year ago then? Yeah, it was um, uh, early 2021. And you were having these extreme bleeds prior to... 2016 when you got the first diagnosis mm-hmm. like since sure I, yeah started. well I was having bleeding symptoms since I was born sure. um right. but the heavy menstrual bleeding started when I started menstruating yeah wow, but it took till seven years ago to get that diagnosis yeah well that makes me rich w- women sadly in the bleeding disorders community are uh-huh. well known to be diagnosed later than our male counterparts and always. Um, it's, it's an unfortunate thing. And a lot of it comes from this early idea that women were only the carriers, and that's not the case. Um, many of them exhibit symptoms and have numbers that reflect a mild diagnosis, as well as bleeding that reflects mm-hmm. the need for um, care and treatment. So, um, And now we're learning more about how numbers are just part of the experience that doctors should be focused on, um, especially for females, because depending on the bleeding disorder you have, your levels could raise um, Mm -hmm. based on your hormones. Mm -hmm. So if they happen to draw on a time when your hormones are raised and things are up, um, it might not reflect a very good um, number Mm -hmm. for you. Or um, even when your body is um, overly anxious and excited. Or stressed. But fearful, Mm -hmm. stressed Mm -hmm. and fearful. Your numbers can also raise. And so if you were to do a blood draw while a child or a female or any person is um, stressed or anxious over that needle, which is common, um, you're probably not going to get a great result. Mm. So one one test that we encourage a lot of females to take uh, or ask for is called a chromogenic um, essay. Mm -hmm. And that will typically show you a better number. It's not perfect. No, no, nothing's perfect ever. But um, I do encourage people to consider that test if, if, if your other ones are proving difficult for you to um, nail down a diagnosis that could be helpful. Could be. Whew. You oh, we could are, talk about this forever. You you're a gem. I'm going to knowledge dump on you every time. You're amazing. You're a rare <laughs> gem, not just ultra rare diagnosis, but an ultra rare gem of intel and of explaining. Yes. I'm available to anyone who wants to chat. Um, it's one of my favorite things to do. So if people want to just reach out to me and talk through their diagnosis process or just someone to listen to what's going on with them, I'm available. Happy to be available. That's that wonderful. So generous of you. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. We love that. I could talk to you for hours. I look forward to this evening. I'm, and we have. <laughs> and we ha- well, no, not even. I mean, well, yeah, we will more. The, um, I'm excited to, yeah, talk advocacy with you. Please, please, please come back in 2024. Maybe we can do yes. that after debrief sure. about the April event and hear all about it for a summer. That'd be so episode. fun. No, appreciate being in your orbit so much with all the work you're doing. Jeanette Jones, heroic. That's it for now. Check out the program notes. There is so many ways to get in touch with Jeanette. And um, would you go over to a podcast a review station and leave a review for this amazing show, particularly this one? Thank you, yes. Jeanette Jones. Thank you for the please. feedback explanation. We'll flow with you next month. Flow is produced by Bloodstream Media. Big shout out to our creative director, Amy Board, and to our editor, Alex Watson. New episodes will be available the second Thursday of every month. Hey, that's the day after I start menstruating. <laughs>